0: You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel.
1: And welcome, Hoosier fans, to a disappointing episode of the Doing the Work post-game show tonight. As your number, five, six, number five-six, number five/slash-six ranked Indiana Hoosiers lose to Nebraska on the road, fifty-five seventy-two. That now puts Indiana at an eighteen and four record, ten and two in the conference overall i'm your host kathy amos here with my co-host jeff marlow and today we will break it all down for you on this edition of doing the work the new show on the back home network dedicated to covering iu women basketball But let's start our moment our show like we do every show and that's with her banner moment and as strange as this may sound i'm actually going to go to the fourth quarter where the game was definitely um well out of hand and, and decided with a minute seven left to go and my banner moment is actually um this one because all night it just never seemed like we could get over the hump we we played them pretty tough and you know and that first first um quarter staying even Um, The second quarter, we really started getting away with Nebraska pulling out by eight. But boy, that fourth quarter just really got away from us. Um, They're letting Nebraska go on a 17-0 run after we scored one free throw um, in six and a half minutes. (laughs) Um, But my banner moment is is this. At 107, Chloe Moore-McDeal is still playing her heart out on defense and gets the ball and grabs a steal and goes down and um, makes a layup. Um, So why would that be my banner moment? I I think to me that just shows no matter what the score and at that point we were down 17 so that layup made it 15, um, which was our final score 55-72. This team doesn't quit and they didn't quit on themselves and we shouldn't quit on them either. And so I thought for me, again, that showed Chloe Moore McNeil really embodied what the team was there about tonight. And um, The things just were not going their way on any any facet, I think, of the game tonight. But what they did have was not quitting on each other. So as always, our banner moment today is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel. They're now in their fifth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and their first is the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's large collection of vintage IU apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of women's basketball program. In fact, the ladies were wearing um, uniforms as a throwback to that same year. So when you go out to Homefield apparel, you can find that same t-shirt commemorating the 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and made its first NCAA tournament appearance. So, given what the women's team is doing now under Tara morin it might be time for a new T-shirt soon. And if you or others in your life have other teams besides Indiana that use that they um, support, Homefield probably has something for them as well. Their product line now extends to more than 120 schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, it will be comfortable, and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly, and what could be better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com and use our home home code, promo code H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. Again, the website is Uh, homefieldapparel.com, and the promo code is HOME. Um, Wear one for the team. Okay. <laughs> um, with that, I think it's time to, to move the ball and find our open player and get some opening thoughts. So Jeff, I'll kick it over to you for our coach's corner.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm going to agree with Quang and the workaholics here. It was the uniform's fault. So let uh, we'll just, I, I thought they were really neat uniforms. I saw them on Twitter today, but they didn't help us tonight, but yeah. no, seriously, it wasn't, it wasn't the uniform's fault. It was the kids inside the uniform. Um, For one reason or another, it just didn't have it tonight. And you could tell it in the first quarter. We gave up 16 of the first 18 points in the – well, 16 of the 18 in the first quarter in Nebraska. We're in the paint. Now, I I thought Lex getting a couple quick fouls hurt, but that shouldn't have stopped – that shouldn't have allowed them to get all those points in the paint. And I thought that was just kind of an ongoing problem for most of the game tonight. And then Nebraska got a little bit hot from deep in the third quarter. But to me, it was the inability to guard on the perimeter and just let people get into the lane. It wasn't post players beating us on dump ins or drop offs. It was guards and wings beating us off the drive. And, and that just was really for the first time tonight, we were not that I saw, I should say first time this year that I didn't see us really connected on the defensive end. We just didn't look like we all were on the same page and, and, um i think denny pointed out also in the chat that you know we had times to get back into it but we also couldn't hit so it was just a rough night overall and then we'll talk about the shooting when we get a little bit deeper into the stats
1: yeah it was um uh, definitely a rough night defensive this first time we've given up 72 points over 70 points in the game there's only one other game this year we've even given up 70 um so two second time all year we've we've given up so uh, more than 70 so okay Well, as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's loss over Nebraska, we will point out today's meaningful moments you might've missed, and then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You are listening to the Doing the Work post game show. Again, I'm Kathy Amos here with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe. And today we are breaking down Indiana's 55-72 loss against Nebraska. Um, so now it's time for today's meaningful moments that you might've missed. So Jeff, I'll go ahead and kick um, it over to you. What's the first moment maybe you'd like to, to point out from this game?
0: Well, I, we're going to kind of do it the way we've done it the last couple here. Sure, and go. Do it. Why not? It seems to flow pretty well. Let's, yeah, let's go quarter uh, by quarter. We got off to an eight to two lead. I'll go right back to the first quarter. We, you know, Nebraska got the first bucket. We had an eight Oh run. I thought this is looking like it did on Saturday against Michigan state. And then from there, uh, if I do my math correctly, they outscore us 70 to 47 the rest of the way. So obviously it was not a good, uh, a good thing from there. But that to me, I, I, at least those first few minutes of the first quarter, I felt like we were in, in a pretty good position.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, that first part of the first quarter, for sure. I mean, we um, ended up, yeah, eight, eight to five at the first media timeout, up three, and I think that was the only um, time. Well, that's not true until we get to the third quarter. We got um, up over in one of the the segments, but yeah, we went up. Um, eight to two. And then, but we let Nebraska go on an eight run themselves <laughs> um, to go back down eight to 10. So I thought that first quarter is definitely what we see with the game of runs. But I think that the meaningful moment for me really in that, that first quarter was at four twenty seven when Alexa got her second foul. Yep. Um, and that ended up having to bench her for the rest of the first quarter in most of the third quarter or second quarter rather as well. Um, and I think that really hurt us, especially with no McKenzie down, down, down low, but, um, I think to me, that was a big moment in that first quarter.
0: Yeah. And then we did make a little run at the end of the quarter, mm-hmm. Kathy with, from, at one twenty three, Uh we, Chloe Moore McNeil with a field goal, Nicole Cardano Hillary with a field goal. And then it was 30 seconds to go. Uh, Chloe capped that off a little six Oh run uh, with another field goal. So we went from 16, 12 down to up 18, 16, and then they got the last bucket to tie it. But yeah, it, The the tone was really set kind of from the last part of the that last segment of the first quarter.
1: Yeah, I agree, and in fact, that um, that drive from Chloe was from, um, but two things from Chloe. Um, Actually, we with the thirty seconds, Nicole got a steal that she she let out. So um, Chloe Moore McNeil goes down, misses a layup. Um, but got her own rebound and put it back up for two. So I, I thought that was a nice play to end the half, or excuse me, end the quarter. Um, but yeah, so into that quarter tied 18 to 18. So um, yeah, it was just, again, a, a quarter of uh, runs, just like, uh, <laughs> but then the rest of the game were a lot of runs, but they were in Nebraska's favor. But um, anything else in the first quarter you wanted to
0: touch on? No, not really. And then the second quarter, uh, I kind of had his back and forth, um, you know, she brought Lex back in to start the second quarter, kind of played with fire a little bit, but Lex played better. There were a couple times there where we all kind of thought that Lex might've picked up her third foul, but they called one on Nikki or not Nikki, but they called one on grace and one, I believe was called on Chloe that, because Lex was in the vicinity could have easily went on her. Um, but it just, we never really got any, I don't think there was any place in that quarter where we scored two more than two buckets in a row. In fact, I'm not sure we scored. You know, uh, there was seven fourteen and six Oh two grace had back-to-back field yep. goals. That was the only time in that yep. quarter where we put a, you know, a four point run together and then they, you know, well, I'll stop there. But that, that just kind of, it really explained the first second quarter. I think we only had eight points total.
1: Yeah, that that was um, that second quarter was rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, we started out with uh, going down by two two more points, six to eight, and then to the first media timeout, and then Nebraska um, outscored us again, two to eight, to finish that quarter, going down by eight at the half. Um, so, in just I think in general, just kind of indicative of the whole whole game that that just wasn't flowing for us. Came kind of at the one nineteen mark where Grace actually. One of the few times that I you see from her just a bad shot where she really forced it up. You could hear the crowd was getting into it. Maybe it was um, affecting her at, at that point. But about one minute nineteen to go, and that um, led to uh, us being down by five, and then um, giving up yeah another another three for Nebraska to end that quarter out to go down by eight at the at the half. Um, anything else from the second quarter that stuck out to you?
0: No, I, I just again that was such a you know just such a I got to watch what I say here cuz I don't want to be totally down on a group that's played pretty well that just was not their night but uh, it was probably the worst quarter I've seen them play this year.
1: The second quarter?
0: The second quarter at least up to that point.
1: Okay, oh, okay. Up, up
0: to that point. You know, I thought that was the okay. worst quarter I'd seen. So
1: um good. Um yeah, I don't really have anything else from the first half. I think you and I had a lot of the same plays that we we touched on. Anything else for you, though?
0: No, not in the second, not in the first half.
1: Okay. Um, Real quick, uh, I just want to address Quang asks if Mac traveled today. Um, She did not in the pregame before a pregame interview with um, Austin on the radio. She said that um, she wanted Mac to stay home and continue rehabbing and to – rest her knee this afternoon and she'll be back at practice tomorrow so we know for sure she's practicing so (laughs) that's a good sign for sure but um okay we'll go back to the game though so third quarter um nebraska starts off right where they left off so they ended that that second quarter with an 8-0 run in that last four and a half minutes and they picked up kind of where they went off to go by 10 go up 10 with a a quick two down low um to um, minkowski there um so what do you want to touch on from the third quarter here?
0: I'm going to kind of go toward the end of the quarter. It was after the the media timeout, um, starting at the 4. I have it at the 4:34 mark. Nikki hits a field goal, follows that up on the next possession, hits a three, yep. and then uh, the next the next bucket comes from us. Grace with a field goal. So it went from a 50 to 39 deficit to 50 to 46. First time in since the first quarter that we'd been able to put together more then two buckets in a row and so now we were down four and unfortunately that was going to be the closest we got the rest of the night we just didn't know that at the time
1: yeah Yeah. it just it just felt like we got really close to that that hump but just couldn't quite get over the hump but at that moment Kathy I
0: really felt like we had some momentum We started to put some momentum together get it there maybe get to the the quarter only down four or five and then we could you know make that run and you know keep the momentum going but obviously that that didn't happen. But at that point at fifty forty six, the coach in me was thinking, okay, finally got it right. going. And but just the inability to make shots and I really caught up with us in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah. And in fact, in that run that you're talking about, we went on a five Oh run that was in 34 seconds. So at so right. that time, I'm like, okay, great. Maybe the lid's finally off. Here we go. And then right followed up by that at the three forty 40 So pretty much right after Nikki made that first three from the, of the night, Lexi went down and had really great defense and didn't foul and stop them from scoring underneath. And um, that led to grace getting to pull up two from the other ends. Um, unfortunately, it just wasn't, isn't quite enough. We, you know, and then Nicole ended up getting a steal about two minutes left. And then uh, in that quarter and then Nebraska kind of opened it up a little bit more as well. Um, ending up uh, going up three more <laughs> on, Oh no, I guess we won that quarter. Didn't we?
0: Uh, yeah, we outscored
1: them by three.
0: Yep, 21-18. Yep. Yeah,
1: so that was the only quarter that we ended up uh, outscoring them, I think. So, yep. um, are there any other moments though from the third quarter you want to to point out?
0: Nope. No, nope. nope. I'm sorry. It just it wasn't a very I mean, I know we ended up outscoring them, but it just I didn't feel until didn't those feel like last it. few minutes I didn't feel really good about the quarter either.
1: No, I didn't either. I. That's why I had to double check my notes. I'm like, it's a good thing I wrote that down because boy, it sure didn't. It sure didn't feel like it. Um, Well, I guess we'll get into the the fourth quarter. Um, I I don't know what else to sum it up, but we may come out and we make a free throw. And then after that, Nebraska goes on a 17-0 run (laughs) in six minutes and 29 seconds i i i really didn't write much else down other yeah. than chloe moore mcneil with my banner moment at the 107 but did you have anything that you wanted to point out from that fourth quarter it was it was not pretty
0: yeah the game was decided but at the 226 mark grace hit a field goal that the tv guys credited her with the three originally and eventually they made that into a yeah. two i think and then at 212 she followed up with a three And I may have that backwards. I was trying to stay up with it because they originally credited them both as threes, but one of them got taken down to a two. So she had a quick little five point burst there in about fifteen seconds. But other than that, after I was texting you, you know, we were obviously texting back and forth during the game, like uh, thirteen to one. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, the the, Nebraska was the story of the fourth quarter for me, and and a lot of that was just because we and and we'll get into the numbers. I'll save a couple things for the numbers when we talk about stats.
1: Um, The shots from Grace, she made a three with 227 left to go to make it 51 to 69. And then she followed it up with a long two at the 215 mark to make it 53-69. And then Chloe Moore McNeil made it um, with a a two-pointer at 55-70. Um, Those were the only three field goals that we made in the fourth quarter. That was it. So I I, I think that is enough on the fourth quarter. (laughs) Um, any other moments, though, or um, in general, you want to talk about before we move on to the numbers? As pretty as they're going to be, I'm sure.
0: No, it just there wasn't enough. There really, like I said, I'm I know I'm repeating myself tonight on the podcast, but just there was not any after those first three four minutes where we had the eight to two lead. I really didn't feel, and, and other than that end of this kind of end of the third quarter, there was not a big chunk of the game where I just felt any flow and consistency to what we were doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's do it. I guess uh, we'll just go ahead and rip the bandaid off and start with, uh, <laughs> I don't know where you want to start on this one. I mean, the most glaring one to me is probably three-pointers. Maybe we'll just, I mean, that one's probably the most obvious. Two yeah. is 23 from three-point lands at nine, nine at a 9%. 23 to me was a high number. I know that we probably were shooting quite a bit at the end there. Um, kind of drove that number up a bit but two of 23 it just it was not our night from from three points
0: yeah it, it was they shot 10 in the third quarter and i think some of those were desperation um i'm gonna point out a little bit here first kathy i did a, some quick math um in the second quarter and the fourth quarter combined excuse me we're we are seven for 36 that's 19 percent in those two quarters combined, and those were the two quarters where really the games won and lost. We only scored eight points in the second quarter. We scored eight points in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, so uh, that's the first stat I'm going to point out is just that, you know, kind of the end of, as, as a coach, you always you always talk about finishing strong, finishing a quarter, finishing a half. And and we had two, we had half the game tonight where we didn't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do want to make sure to remind Oliver, anybody listening and, um, following along the chat. Nebraska is a really good team at home, right? Yes, they, they, are. they have won every game at home, including beating Michigan, who is a fantastic team. And Michigan was at full strength when they beat them as well. Um, The only game they lost was to Iowa. And I think Iowa I have probably shot out of their minds. I think they scored like 96 points or something against on Nebraska in that game. But yeah. okay back to our game. <laughs> I'll refocus myself. Um, uh, it's one number I do actually want to point out those as a positive. So They're not all negatives. <laughs> so I definitely want to grab a positive here is actually turnovers. Um, it, while it felt to me and it probably looked like it felt like we had a lot, we actually only had 11 turnovers, which is the team's goal is to have 11 turnovers um, and had uh, turned Nebraska over 16 times. And we, we won the points off a turnover battle at least for what that's were thirteen to nine. So, as much as it probably felt like um, we were turning the ball over a lot, I think it was more from the missed shots that perhaps are making it feel like there were turnovers when the actual turnover number was right where we wanted to be as a team. So, that's my positive. I'm trying to grab onto.
0: And the turnovers <laughs> came in bunches. We went. A, yeah. I think we went a big yeah. chunk of the exactly. first quarter without a without a turnover um and and so i think the turnovers tended to come in bunches um the, the, i'll try and stay on a positive with the stats here a little bit um we did win the as you mentioned we the the points off the turnovers we also won the fast break points 13 mm-hmm. to 7 that, um that was you know but we just didn't but there weren't enough of those opportunities consistently even though we got 13 points off of turnovers we weren't turning them over live ball turnover in my opinion enough
1: yeah yeah, I, I agree. Um, one thing that I was really watching for tonight as well, um, while <laughs> I think it could have been a lot worse, one thing Nebraska actually leads the league in is offensive rebounds. Um, they definitely were right at their average um, they were they average 14 they were at 13 tonight we actually had more than them um so that was good the problem again was that we didn't turn them into second chance points so nebraska out outscored us in second chance points 13 to 10 uh while we lost that number to be honest jeff i thought it would be a lot worse just because of nebraska's um, proclivity for their offensive rebounding <laughs> you know leading the league in the 14 offensive rebound i was really expecting that to be a lot more more lopsided so if we're we're still trying to get some positives only having you know three points less than second chance points actually i thought was kind of a positive for this for the team tonight especially without mac and uh, the fact that uh, they have um mark markowski down there um who you know gosh she had 15 rebounds by herself so
0: but Sorry, Kathy, I mean, there was just there were times tonight, though, when we were still we were we were getting out rebounded at closer to 10, 11, 12 yeah. type of margin. And to I know it only shows eight, a minus eight at the end of the game, but that minus eight felt way more than that. And and I thought there were just too many times. Now, how many times did we kind of in the text where we were talking about, you got a rebound because we were giving up three and four shots you know, per trip down the floor?
1: Yeah, in total, we got out rebounded 48 to um, 40. So definitely didn't win that overall. I, I I was just expecting it to be worse, I guess, especially um, after watching it and seeing what it was, it felt like it was going to be a lot more lopsided in the offensive rebounding. Bit. Um, what about any other overall stats, either for a team as a team for Nebraska or as a team for Indiana that you want to hit on tonight?
0: Well, it it, really, in a game that you lose by 17, the game's won on the three point line tonight. We hit two for 23, as you mentioned. So that's six points. They hit seven for 15. That's 21 points. There's 15 of your 17 point margin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh, the other place where it ended up not being as big of a margin as I was afraid it was going to be at one point is free throws. Um, and I think the only reason it was not as big as margin as it could have been is because Nebraska just really didn't hit their free throws. Not that we were a whole lot better, but neither team, really. I, there must have been something, like Austin on the radio said, there must have been something in the water tonight that kept the teams from hitting free throws. So Nebraska had 9 of 21 for 43% from the line. We were 7 of thirty. 13 for 54 percent of the line all 13 of ours though came in the second half we did not shoot one free throw in that first half and that was definitely something we wanted to see more of and i just think 13 free throws for a team that is definitely not able to shoot you know their shooting game wasn't there for tonight i just was too low of a number than what i wanted to see Plus, though, when we got there, they weren't making them.
0: And, and one other stat I'll point out: and I don't normally pull these up, and I forgot to pull this one up, but I did look at it during the fourth quarter. At one point, we were twelve of twenty-five on layups. Yeah, I got and, that. And, I and and I they were eleven for something. They might have been eleven for twenty-five. I mean, so it wasn't. So there's part of this where if we could have hit some shots, obviously this is going to be a whole lot closer. But we're actually a little lucky that this wasn't worse because they missed some easy shots as well, yeah. so, you know, some point blank shots. So it really just was not a good game overnight. I mean, we can always kind of nitpick some stats, but I just wanted to point that one out there for that, you know, because I'm sure somebody's gonna be like, well, we missed a bunch of layups. We did. We did. But so did Nebraska.
1: Yeah. Um, according to the stats broadcast, uh, we were nine of 20 on layups. Um, compared to 16 of 30 for Nebraska. So neither one really good uh, points for possession for us too. We don't talk a whole lot about that often, but that this one really jumps out. Mm. So we're 0.743 on points for possession. Yeah. I, again, just, it was just not, not our, shit. it was not our, I don't know what else to say it was- the
0: worst game of the year for them and they had their two worst quarters probably of the year in the same game yeah. so that just kind of takes but I do want to go into one thing yeah. I'm going to go ne- I don't want to say negative I'm going to point out a kind of a, a, a pessimistic number I'll put it that way Kathy <laughs> um, Nikki was one for 10 behind the arc tonight. And then you combine that with Lex and Allie, those three combined for one for 19. And those are your primary three point shooters. But at some point, that kind of the comment I made to you at the half about the free throws when we're not shooting as well, we got to find a way to be a little more aggressive and try to get to the lane and get, you know, see if we can get some fouls.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Anything else team wise, or do you want to touch on some individual stats here?
0: I think I started with the individual stats there, but just those yeah. three, you know, um, they're three yeah. point, but they didn't shoot it. So that led to them not shooting it very well overall either. So.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Well, cool. Well, let's talk about Grace then. Yep. <laughs> um, maybe we should save her for last. I don't know. What do you prefer? Does I don't <laughs> go
0: ahead because I don't have That's much. I, go ahead because I don't have much else to talk about.
1: <laughs> I don't either. Okay. So Grace, we'll just read off her, her stat line here. So she ended up with 20 points for us tonight. Um, three rebounds and uh, two assists, which is kind of low for her tonight, but (laughs) when no one's making shots, it's hard to get assists as well. Um, So overall though, I I thought Grace was, you know, for the most part under control. Um, I I mentioned a couple times I saw she was trying to force up some shots. I think she was getting frustrated uh, in particular from the the crowd noise and definitely (laughs) probably from the officiating uh, as well, but not that that was going to make a difference in this game. But overall I thought a solid game from, from grace, but what did you think about grace's play tonight?
0: I I thought grace was really good. I mean, she was the only one that shot above 50%. Nobody else on the team tonight shot above 50%. Uh, Chloe is probably the closest she shot three for eight, but, but um, I, I just, I, I thought grace played pretty well. But there were times, like you mentioned earlier, where I think she felt like she was trying, she kind of had to carry it more tonight and, yeah. and just wasn't there. But, you know, give Grace credit. She she knocked down some shots and had Grace not had her effort tonight, this, this could have really been ugly for a top five team.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, so overall, I, I thought Grace had a nice game. Uh, the other two double digit scores for us were Nicole and um, Alexa Golbe both had 10 points. Um, and then, uh, surprisingly, Allie and um, Alexa both led the team in reboundings with seven each, and then Keandra following it up with
0: six rebounds. Um, and, and I want to point this out a little bit, Kathy, because this, I guess, those number. Where was Kaitlin Peterson tonight? I, I, you know, I just, you know. We, oh, saw Gra- we, saw, yeah. we saw grace wagner for about five minutes as well but but i felt like saturday we and i know the game was more in our favor saturday but i really felt that those kids off the bench provided a lift and maybe they could have done that tonight and, and, and at least because i here i am looking at this the, the 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 minutes again nikki at 39 grace at 39 lex played 34 and that was with foul trouble
1: yeah yeah, and they look tired tonight. Yes,
0: and she I said they that
1: they really look tired.
0: And Ari's pointing out in the chat that and Coach Morin says she didn't think fatigue was to blame, and, and that's good coach speak. I, 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 She may believe that. I'm not saying she doesn't, but that's also good coach speak in a press conference. You're not going to try and blame something on your end to take away from the other team's good performance. And so, right. but I've, I'm with you. I thought they looked a little fatigued again tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I did too. Um, so I'm afraid the the big minutes are starting to pile up. So I'm with you. I would have liked to seen more from Caitlin Peterson. We had, um, Wisney get in for two yep. minutes. So not, not a whole lot from, right. from her, um, which is about the, the same, but I would have liked to seen, you know, especially when the game got away from us at the fourth quarter, not that I want to ever give up, but when you're down 15 with two minutes to go, it would be nice to maybe just take some out and save some of the legs. You got to turn around and play again in three days here. Um, on Thursday, so, uh, any other stats stick out to you? I guess I, I asked you and then I'll just I'll jump in. I, I did want to point out Nicole, um, Cardona Hillary did end up with three steals. Two of them, though, were in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I had both of those written down that first quarter. Um, and so I, I thought she played all right, but just not the same kind of, um, pesky defense, I guess we would normally see from her. Um, I thought just perimeter perimeter players just got inside too much and were able to get the ball inside too much. And, and again, probably some fatigue setting in there for Nikki, too. That's got to be hard to come out. And, again, she played 39 minutes, and at the pace she plays, it's not easy. But she did have one of my favorite plays in that first quarter. Yeah, me too. Yeah, where we had a, a miss on that that down on our ends, and uh, Nicole kind of, you know, she kind of hanging around. She gets a little sneaky, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Threw the ball and ended up putting it back in for two. So uh, it was a nice play from Nicole. But any other individual stats you want to talk through?
0: No, no, I just uh, this just really wasn't enough good positive, you know, good stats tonight. And even the negative, I think we've already hit on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's plenty too. <laughs> okay, um, just in general. Any other storylines you want to talk about with this game, whether stats or overall?
0: Well, I think it it makes to me now Thursday becomes a I don't want to say must win, but it becomes a big game in the conference in the conference race because felt like if you could go into Nebraska and get a win tonight, come back home and get a win, then you have the two tough games with Iowa and then Maryland to finish up. So kind of any cushion you may have had um, in the Big Ten race kind of went out the window so now you're really going to have to play your best basketball down the stretch and I know some of these other teams are playing each other like Iowa and Maryland are playing right now in Iowa City I believe so somebody's going to lose that game Uh, I believe Ohio State and Maryland still have to play each other Um, and and, and of course I I, you and I were going to play twice Um, so but you just really felt like that tonight was a kind of an opportunity that we had to maybe really solidify a little bit, but um, I, I want to see how they bounce back. And I'm really interested to see when we get Mac back. I I, I know Ari kind of pointed out we were te- we were t- texting that he thinks Saturday. I really would like to see her for a couple minutes. I even if it's just five or six minutes in the game on on Thursday, just to get her some minutes to get that rust off before you ask her to possibly play some minutes against Iowa. Which, in which those two games against Iowa, I mean, obviously I'm not overlooking Northwestern, but those two games against Iowa are going to be huge in determining where you are in the conference at the end of the, at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a sprint to the finish for all of those top four, four teams there in the league, I think for sure. So, all right, well, you're listening to the Doing the Work IU Post Game Show. You can catch us live immediately following most IU women's basketball games, and you can find us at our website at assemblycall.com. Um, Also, make sure to sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter with over 9,000 and close to 10,000 people um, following uh, fellow IU's fans have subscribed. So you can join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. Again, my name is Kathy Amos. I'm here with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and we're breaking down Indiana's loss over Nebraska today. Um, Well, Jeff, it's time now, I think, for our game balls. so you can uh, go ahead and give us a start if you want.
0: Yeah, well I'm I'm gonna go with Grace here. I mean we talked about her right off the bat, but she's the only one that I felt like really had a a, a really solid game tonight, a typical kind of Grace Berger mid range game. She even hit a three tonight, you know, which is not Grace's forte, and she'll admit that. Um so like he pointed out, twenty points, three rebounds, couple assists, excuse me, and a and a steal. So Grace Berger gets my game ball.
1: Yep, I, 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 I'll second that. I think that was an easy one tonight. Again, Grace leading the, the team in scoring by over double the next uh, next ones. And she was about the only one that seemed to be able to get it going offensively on a consistent basis. So Grace has definitely got my game ball. So um, that brings our game ball totals now. Grace leading the way, um, coming on late here in the, the season, sprinting towards the finish, if you will, with four. Mac, Nicole, and Allie all have three, and Alexa has one. And now it's time for our Hoosier Hustle Award, which is sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. So go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. All right. it's up to you, Jeff. Who, uh, who are you going to pick for
0: your Hoosier hustle? <laughs> i guess it's up to me. I thought we were co-hosting this show. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to go with Chloe Moore McNeil here. Um, Chloe, uh, maybe not the game she'd been having the last couple of games in terms of points. She only had six points, but she had five rebounds. Uh, she had an assist, and she had three steals. And for a team that really looked like they were sluggish, I thought Chloe may have been Grace, I thought, played well, but there were times where I thought Grace looked a little sluggish as well. I thought Chloe looked like the only one that really had any energy.
1: Yeah, you know what? I am going to second that, actually, um, with Chloe. Um, yeah, six points uh, that, that again, back to my banner moment, 107 left in the game. We're down, about 17 points, and she's just still not stopping on defense, and she ended up with three steals for the game as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, i'm going to give her my hoosier hustle award as well so i think we agree on that um okay so going to our past hoosier hustle awards grace Berger has four that takes chloe up to three nicole has two and then we have one each for mac Keandra, alexa grace wagner and caitlin okay last uh, last chance is there any other lingering storyline specific to this game that you want to touch on before we go into our last call
0: I just hope the shooting was a one night thing.
1: (laughs) I hope we get it out of the way and we're done with it.
0: (laughs) And that goes for the workaholics out there in the chat. If you got any questions you want to try and get us to, you know, we can try to answer here before we close up, put them in the chat and we'll see what we can get to.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, quick, let's uh, preview our upcoming shows and opponents. So our next post game show, um, we're coming fast and furious here down the stretch is going to be Thursday again. Um, The women play again on big 10, not big 10 plus. so. Yay for another positive to end on. Woo. I
0: Uh-oh. will say, real quick, Kathy, before we go on, I do hope yeah. the announcers, I'm really going to have to ask Grace this the next time I have her on the show, because they <laughs> kept referring to her as Gracie tonight. They, they did it three or four times, and I've never heard any other announcer ever referred to her as Gracie. So I hope that our announcers on Thursday with BTN aren't using the term Gracie. I'm sorry. I hope
1: so too. I, yeah, as you know, I I don't listen to the TV announcers. I always stream our IU color commentator, Austin on, on, on through on the radio through m- an app but oh my gosh when you texted me that i'm like who who would say that gracie burger that just doesn't even sound right to me it's like what do you think she is like seven <laughs>
0: that's, that's terrible. what i want to ask her like today so did, she, did she ever get referred to as gracie by her family or anything And you know, it's
1: like <laughs> <laughs> okay um all right so our upcoming shows again uh, we play northwestern it's a big game for us we are back home Um, against Northwestern, Um, that game is an early game It's six o'clock Eastern or five o'clock for those of you like Jeff and I on Central Time Zone. Um, We do plan on airing immediately after the game. Um, So we'd be able, hopefully uh, game time permitting to squeeze it in between the game finish and when assembly call radio starts, Um, assembly call radio is scheduled to start at nine Eastern or eight Central. So we think we can squeeze it in.
0: Or it might um, just be a really short podcast.
1: Or it might be really fast. <laughs> and we'll have to be less, uh, less. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, bloviating as we are sometimes. <laughs> so, um, so Northwestern, just a quick preview. They are 14-9 and nine overall. They're 6-6 six six in the Big Ten. But they have won their last three, uh, the last, excuse me, the one, three of their last four. <laughs> um, that includes coming off a double overtime win against Michigan 79-69 that just happened here on Sunday. Um, the all-time series is actually tied between Indiana and Northwestern 39-39 and the Hoosiers are four and six in the last of the 10 But we did win the last outing back on January 24th of last year, 74 to 61. Additionally, uh, other shows to, to point out, we do have a men's post game show tomorrow following the Wisconsin game. So lots of podcasting and, and basketball fun for all of our, our friends out there. Okay, you are listening to the Doing the Work IU post-game show. Remember to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. You can use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, at checkout to get 15%
0: off your first order.
1: All right, Jeff, it's last call. So, so what do you have for us tonight?
0: I just shake this one off. I think somebody pointed this out in the chat. I think maybe it was Denny who pointed out in the chat. Just shake this one off. You had a bad game. Don't let it linger, all right? Don't let this become a a second game on Thursday night. We're against another team, middle of the pack, Big Ten team, where you struggle. Shake it off. Bad game. Wake up tomorrow morning. Start getting ready for Northwestern and get that win and set yourself up for a really a really really maybe the most important three-game stretch that this this program has had in almost 40 years when we talk about winning a Big 10 title.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. They they started off the year with their best start ever in the Big 10. They're well in the hunt for that conference title, so keep keep everything focused on that. One game at a time is going to be, like I mentioned, a very fast and um, furious pace here to end, not just for us, but as Jeff, you were mentioning that a lot of the top teams are really going to be playing each other. Um, Iowa's got some tough team games in there. Uh, Maryland's got some tough games. Ohio State does as well. Um, so we finish out the year with Northwestern here at home on Thursday. Then we come to Iowa City on February 19th. Then back home to play Iowa again on February 21st. And then we finish up the season by going up to Maryland for on February 25th. <laughs> so um, I think, counting this game and our last game, we have six games in 14 days. So mm-hmm. really, hopefully they have, hopefully they go easy a little bit and have maybe a recovery day tomorrow and start to get those legs back so we can see them on Thursday. Um, in terms of me, just closing thoughts, I'll, I'll, I'll echo what you said. Just you got to shake this off. Um, and, and you already touched as well earlier And some of my lingering questions, which is when is Mac going to be back? So um, my husband, Sean, was on the the podcast with us on Sunday to break down the game earlier. He's already picked a song out. I guess there's a song called The Mac is Back. So he's all ready to, for us to play that when she officially comes back. <laughs> I had to look it up on my Amazon Music account. Um but i'm excited to see her and i'm with you i would like to see her play a little bit if she's ready to go right. against northwestern get some of that rest off for not just her but for the team to get her back it's been since what early january since she's played with the team so it's not just rest for Mac, but it's rest for the team you know they've been learning to play without her um only losing two games in the stretch one to michigan and then the second one tonight uh, so I, I think we can bounce back versus Northwestern even without Mac, but those that's really my overarching closing thoughts, my lingering questions for tonight.
0: I think that's a good one.
1: Yeah, anything else, Jeff, that you have?
0: Nope, I just it just was such a rough game tonight from a Hoosier fan perspective that, you know, it, I don't want to go on about negative things just because that has not been this team this year. It's not like they've been yeah. a 500 team or an up and down team. They had a bad game tonight and and, yeah. and we talked about it and, and and we'll move on from it.
1: Right. And you know, if we're going to have a bad game which every team has a bad game at some point. There's, I mean, there are no unbeaten teams in the, (laughs) that I know of anymore. Uh, If we're going to have any, any bad games, let's do it now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it in March. I agree. I think maybe that'd be a good note to end on. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that'll wrap it up. And if you do want to see us do the show live and be part of our live chat, make sure you subscribe to our channel, YouTube channel at youtube.com slash assembly call. And don't forget to also join our free newsletter at join.assemblycall.com. A special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logos. And thank you all in the Workaholics chat out there for chatting along with us on a wonderful night like tonight. And those who listen later, um, we appreciate it. And we'll be back with you to talk hoops again on Thursday night. Um, Until then, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and let's go Hoosiers.
0: Yeah, I'm enjoying this in the chat here. Ari th- Ari suggested the Macarena and Quang's like, no, and I'm agreeing with Quang. I don't I've heard enough of the Macarena, <laughs> I don't want to be that. But but uh yeah, so but yeah,
1: I guess there's an old song from like sorry, maybe I shouldn't say that there's a song from like the seventies or eighties that is actually called The Mac is back, and it's kind of like got this weird disco vibe to it. It's kind of a fun song. So I'll see okay. if I can pick it up again and
0: because the way the only thing I could think of was like it wasn't an old Bobby Darren song, Mac the Knife.
1: Yeah, that's another one out. But yeah, yeah, this one is like Mac is back, Jack, watch out. And it's just it's it's funny.
0: <laughs> Tony, I've been there. Trust me, uh, I feel you. I've been I've, I've had those nights where I, you know there's days whatever I've had to full close. So I'm glad <laughs> you ch- glad you glad you were here though the, you know to get in at the end.
1: yeah thanks thanks everyone for sticking around it was uh it was definitely a tough game tonight but you know what i i have a lot of faith in the the women here i i think that they're you know they they've got such good leadership i think they're going to bounce back from this one
0: and i i know that like for me at this point in the schedule especially with the way they're playing this kind of condensed you know there are all these games now because of covid they've had to pick up a couple games here that they normally wouldn't have had here they would have played them already I'd be interested to see what she's doing with practice. And I've yeah. asked Grace a little bit. I don't try to get too deep into the inner workings of the programs. I don't want to put her on a spot where she may have to say she, she doesn't like something or, or or she does or whatever. I just try to keep it as, as general as I can. But I'd be very interested if they actually get much up and down tomorrow. I mean, I know they yeah. play Thursday, yeah. but but at some point I think you also – to me, it's kind of – we used to kind of have philosophy that it was kind of like swimmers – And runners that would, you you know, tapering, you taper to get ready for the big meets and and such. So to me, I was kind of the way I treated into the season. It was like I -hmm. wanted to have, you know, some intense practices, but I want them to be shorter. So,
1: you know. Yeah, I know all about tapering. Here's your fun fact about me, Jeff. I actually swam. That was that was my deal. When I was nine, I started competitive swimming and I swam all the way through high school. Um, I even coached um, my son when he was in high school for a little while. That was actually what I planned on doing um, was I was going to be a math teacher and, and coach high school swimming. That was my original plan. So.
0: Well, we always need good coaches at the high school ranks, Kathy. So well, you can always come back.
1: That ship has sailed. I haven't been involved with swimming now for a long time. But yeah, so I,
0: I always get a kick out of that because people will complain about basketball coaches and sometimes other sports too. But I was in basketball, like, oh, you practice so much. You go oh, two, God. two and a half hours. And enough. the swimmers are in my, we have swimmers here at Ritzler who are in the pool in the morning and after school. <laughs>
1: Yeah. When I was at the height of my swimming, and this was in high school, not even college, I was swimming two hours every morning. Then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we lifted for two hours. And then we swam every evening for another two and a half hours. Yeah. And that was in the summer. And then we had swim meets almost every weekend as well. And those are, you know, brutal. And some of those swim meets are, you know, sometimes four days long. Right. We, it was brutal. I remember, I'll give you this story and well, then we can we're, call it
0: crap. But you went yeah. to Southridge, right?
1: Right. Yep. 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 So I went there early nineties. So um, my favorite was that one time the wrestlers were giving me a bunch of crap that swimmers were a bunch of babies. And so I invited them to come to swim practice. One wrestler, one wrestler made it through a two hour swim practice Mm. and he couldn't even make all the sets or anything. I never heard another word from those wrestlers. And then they're like, well, come run with us. I'm like, that's no problem. You think running steps is that hard?
0: (laughs) What was your event?
1: Um, I was a sprinter and a butterfly so 50 free, 100 free and 100 butterfly.
0: Gotcha. So yeah. was, was, was Southridge pretty decent program? I don't know anything about too much, too many of the swim programs in Indiana.
1: No, I was actually the first girl to go to state ever in our high school history for girls. Well, congrats. Um, yeah, thanks. So my junior and senior year, I went to state. Um, and then my senior year, we did get also a relay and, and a diver in as well. So, um, But other than that, and then they after I graduated, there was a couple of girls that came through were really good. Um, one in particular, she actually went to state, and I think she won a couple events at state and stuff. So, a couple every once in a while you'd see come through. But overall, no, it was just you know.
0: Yeah, it you really on the ground floor. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> you
0: did, yeah. Somebody's, you know, somebody's, gotta somebody's so got to get started. Where was I? I know you got to get up for work, but where was that sectional for you then? Where would you guys go for like a sectional? Do you remember? Um,
1: yeah, we went – I'm trying to think for sectional, we went to Tell City, I think, most okay. of the time.
0: So um, I want to think of Tell City as having a really good pool.
1: Nobody had a really good pool oh. down in southern Indiana in high school. So. Okay. In, you fact, get- in fact, my senior year, they knew there was a leak in our pool, and they decided not to fix it in the summer when you should be fixing it. They They decided to rip up the pool – Three weeks or something before my high senior years started and so just in order for us to swim we actually went and shared the pool with heritage hills uh, um, So then that was crazy because in order to get my two a days in i was getting up then at like four in the morning because we had to get up and drive all the way to heritage to chills to swim at six so they could still have time in the pool as well so, yeah, they didn't do us any favors.
0: Yeah, you get up this way, like Highland and Crown Point, Munster have really nice pools. Yeah. Munster's got one. I think Crown Point does too, but I know Munster has one of those like waveless pools. Uh huh. So, yeah. and Timothy, yes, there was a game. We spent a half an hour, 40 Sorry. minutes talking about that. We've just been chatting here after the game over, but uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, Tim, they Timothy, they lost fit 72 to 55. It was not a pretty game. So, but yeah. yeah. So, but Kathy, I'll let you go. I know you get up earlier than I do for work. Yeah. So,
1: Yep. I'm going to go unwind here a little bit and decompress and see if I can get to bed. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. And thanks, Jeff. And we'll talk again Thursday.
0: (laughs) Thanks. And Timothy, we lost 72 to 55. It wasn't pretty. Everybody, good night. We'll talk to you on Thursday.
1: Yep. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.